0: Hello, friends. Welcome back, one and all. And on that note, we're going to actually talk about one and all. Once again, I've got a bit more to say further to the last episode, which um, I hope you enjoyed as an overview of the actual oneness that this universe encompasses and what it perhaps was, what it has been, what it is now, and who and what you are here and now trying to feel aligned with it because that's part of the gig is just trying to feel aligned because along my journey I certainly observed people getting caught up in the spirituality of oneness and by that I mean people um, you know knowing that there is one consciousness one life you know we're at the root beyond the form everything is one and there is a truth to that it's fine that that's a truth i think um, just about every spiritual venture to date has that as a known thing but just knowing that doesn't always help because we're humans and we have a human condition And this condition has a self-conscious mind and an associated ego that can take us away from that oneness and that's what The importance of what I'm talking about right now having felt it prior investigated it understood it enough to transcend and incorporate it even the understanding of those words at some point had to disappear in order for me to experience oneness and understand that there's a human limitation to that because there has to be I can't feel at one with every single cell of the universe Heck, I can't even feel at one with everything beyond my physical perceptions in a very real and practical way, because it doesn't help. There's no actual importance to it. And that doesn't diminish the oneness that is. The oneness that is is there anyways. doesn't need to be thought about. It doesn't care. It's just doing its job. And on that level, it does care. Everything is being connected and held together by something. And that's beautiful. That gives us all possibility. That gives all the forms that ever arose out of it a way of knowing that connecting is the only way back. And very poignantly, I can talk about ways to get back to this feeling of oneness. One of the major portals being realizing that everything that is right now Is one reality happening right now? So yes, a little nod to the power of now. A book and a teacher that had a huge impact on my development, my inner development, which was really just an inner processing of letting go of everything that keeps one disconnected from feeling that oneness. Resistance. The resistance of the human self-conscious mind and ego. That's what it's all about and you can know intellectually as I did the first time I read the power of now and I had a few spine-tingling moments that went along with it where I know my being was trying to wake up and have a deeper sense and hold on to it but it just couldn't happen because the strength of the mind was too ingrained and too strong and that's simply a testament to the strength of the human mind when it is doing its own thing without an awareness watching it. And so when I read those words, the power of now and understood them, of course, logically, I there's no counter argument to that. There isn't. But just the, the intellectual knowing of that fact doesn't take you out of the mind and bring you into the present moment In a full body feeling, a full energetic feeling, without anything else going on. And just that unto itself is an extremely powerful meditation. To sit, and to really just sit with what is. And learn to not label it, not question it, not judge it. You don't have to like or not like what's happening in the moment. For it to be the moment. The reality is that right now is right now, period. And I read that book two more times, each time ingraining these things further into my being and getting them out of my head to the point where my whole being knew that it was true, that it wasn't something I had to defend, it wasn't something to be clever or smart about. It was something that was actually Empowering me to naturally escape the mind because I realized over time the mind was giving me choices and options about remembering the past, projecting to the future, that didn't matter. Without disregarding the fact that our mind is very useful in these capacities, sometimes, and when used with conscious awareness. I recommend doing that because... The only thing separating you from you is the you in your head, the one that dissolved for me in 2014, that dissolved for Eckhart the way he explained, dissolved for Buddha under the Bodhi tree, dissolved for Jesus very likely when he was missing for 18 years and doing whatever spiritual research and growth and practices that he knew were necessary before he he went and talked about it because it's important as with me to only talk about what has been experienced and then hope that the words will attempt to do it justice while realizing they they really never will but being the experience of it and the calmness of it and the practical living of it day to day people see that and i know that in my life you know People, people do see it and feel it, even if they don't understand it. And even if the words I'm saying just sound like ideas and philosophies and other concepts and theories, when really they're not. I'm not ever trying to propose, you know, steps to enlightenment or, or ways to do certain things at the end of the day. I just know that in order for people to feel satisfied and at peace and free within themselves, experiencing oneness will accomplish that. And at the same time, it will ingrain a oneness with life. And the way you approach everything will automatically include reverence for that oneness. So that in in not allowing yourself to diminish your oneness, you won't interact with life in a way that will affect it negatively as well. Because you revere it and love it too much. And so in revering this life let's talk about ways in which life is not revered when do we become disconnected from this oneness and how does that feel and what are we doing well humans have the capacity to be more disconnected than any other species on the planet because of what we are i keep saying it but it keeps being true because it's been true since it happened self-conscious mind and ego that is what separates us from nature and from our nature. Because as separated as we've become over all these millennia, we still rely on nature 100% for our survival. The air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat, mostly, <laughs> and the way in which we go about our life on Earth. Everything we construct and build, to have our cities, our transportation, everything comes out of the Earth in the first place. And on that level, as I described in the previous podcast, we're all in this together. And that's a phrase that I've used here and there over the years, and sometimes I've had a problem with it, because I, prior to 2014, I think I was a little more optimistic. After 2014, I understand that we are all in, in this together, in that we're all on this earth. Everyone that's here... Is doing being human at the same time in the same place one planet but if you look deeper we're not all in this together and I'll explain because of our powerful self-conscious mind and because the just by virtue of the fact that we have an ego we can make things overtly about ourselves we can be selfish not just about survival but about things that we can create from our imagination by reimagining nature by taking it apart and putting it back together into other components. Every time we do that, we diminish nature to a capacity, even though we make a use for it that is actually practical and useful, based on, you know, how our mind has been able to get us to live everywhere on the planet. But when we're more in our mind, and we have a goal, an agenda, a plan then we're not in this on the same level as others. And we're not on it, in it on the same level as life itself. Because consciousness is an unconditional love. You know, the way energy and matter perform in the universe, in, on earth more aptly, it doesn't discriminate. It just does what is possible in the moment. Nature just happens the way it happens based on the circumstances. It doesn't have an agenda or an ulterior motive. It's not A storm isn't looking to destroy life here or there. A comet isn't looking to slam into the earth to create a mass extinction event. It just happens. It happens because of the way the universe is unfolding. And on earth, things have unfolded very interestingly to the point where we have all this life on earth, and as described in the previous podcast the way humanity has evolved from within life on earth with the mind and ego that we have ironically it's made us seem intelligent and yet in that seeming intelligence of the mind has allowed us a disconnect from the very nature that supports us and the very nature of our being that feeling that innate feeling of oneness that doesn't have to have any thought behind it so of course if we feel most at peace and one when we're not having to think, then thinking is the one thing that can take us out of that. It can take us out of the moment by creating ideas of past and future. And it can take us out of ourselves by creating identities of who and what we are in a very real way. And so when I say we're not all in this together, if we don't have the same... Conscious agenda about how to enjoy a life which should be just being oneself Experiencing it expressing it and knowing enough not to do that when we cause harm or inhibit The process of others living their life then we're not on the same page and This is where we get into religions economics and governance three of the greatest structures that ego is now controlling they can still be there those structures could have grown out of human self-conscious thinking without the ego and it would just be a matter of organizing each other with everyone's best interest at mind at any given moment but now there are these things called ulterior motives which is ideas concepts of self and the ego feeding us feelings from that and this is what happens you know, people who we deem very successful on the planet right now, for some reason and in some capacity, is because they are outgrowths of the ego and it's the ego praising itself. So millionaires, billionaires, rich people, entertainers, stars, people who seem to be more talented than others, seem people who can sing better, people who can run faster. The ego holds them up in a high regard because the fact that we're labeling these people as being good at these things is an ego-based concept, concept in the first place. And when people's focus is in their mind and on these things, they can then put themselves and their ideas and their goals and their personal agendas ahead of the bigger picture. Because the ego doesn't see the bigger picture because it's too focused in on the self. And then there's collateral damage. And collateral damage is almost fully and completely a depressing of our humanity. Not paying attention to our feelings, our innate feelings, the ones that are there, prior to thinking and not even requiring thinking. Because what happens when we're so ensconced in mind and goals that make us feel good, you know, we're taught you win the race, you you know, you feel good about yourself. You get the best grades, you feel good about yourself. You whatever the case may be. So our feelings can come from our thinking. But the trouble is is that when they do and we're reliant on them, we have to keep up the process. And in some regards we're keeping up the charade of being something that we're not, but that we believe is enough or adequate enough to make us feel good about ourselves and have a satisfactory life. And a lot of people do live in this middle ground where they do have a good sense of their innate compassion and empathy and connection to others. They do the right thing, but often they still have enough of an ego-based, subconscious ego-based direction that they need to do things in order to satisfy their feelings about themselves but those are ones they're creating from ego and if everyone's got a different idea of what it's like to be successful to be valid then we can't be on the same page we can't all be in this together if i'm going this way and you're going that way we're not on the same page because we're not communicating with each other from our base level of consciousness that unconditional love That doesn't want anything, doesn't want to be right. It doesn't want anything from life other than what we need to be ourselves. Our egos want so much more because that's all our egos do is think and create more information and then rethink that and create more information, which is a never-ending endeavor. And the collateral damage is your feelings. They're either up and down They're intermittent, or they're lacking, or they're completely dependent on the system of ego. So, on that regard, how do we feel at one? How do we feel at peace? Everyone, for the most part, wants it. And I'll describe two ways. Now, because we have this self-conscious mind and ego, and we're living through it, the very structures of society are built upon it. And so it's so subconscious that most people don't know it, realize it, or even think about it. And a lot of people do find a very satisfactory life within the system, within the big systems and within their own system. And complete alignment, mind, body, spirit, is one way to feel satisfied with life, to feel at peace, to feel like you are being who you are and your existence is valid. Again, even at the best of times, this still requires constant upkeep when there's nothing going on. Even people who have known a peace on this level for a long time can be at a loss, can feel anxious or depressed when something changes within the system, something not of their own choosing or their own doing. And because the systems are built on ego and ideas and information, as you can see right now in the state of the world, things can change very quickly. And then where's your peace? Where's your freedom? Where's your sense of self? We've been lucky, in a way, to be so stable on this earth for this to have worked for so long, which is why it looks like it's the way when it's only one way. And again, the chance of your mind having a thought in it that's completely aligned with your being and your innate feeling of a character, of who you are, being expressed at any given time is exactly the same. The chance of that happening 24 seven is impossible. It just is. If you do that a little bit each day, you're doing really, really well. Because most people live through identities that if you really if we had a different world, a different structure, you know, if you didn't need money, if you didn't have to go to work, if you didn't, you know, need to travel so far. A lot of people would act out who they are in a very different way. But again, it's been stable enough that And I'm thankful that a lot of people have been able to live within the systems and do what the system requires in order to get, meet their daily needs and goals and meet someone and have a family and enjoy a life. Enough people have been able to do that, that a large percent of humanity has gotten by. But as time goes by, I can tell and you can see with the state of the world, just have to analyze um, suicide, anxiety and depression statistics from the last hundred years to know that a lot of things are challenging our humanity and those things all have a root cause and that root cause is always ego and thinking on a human level there are always natural things happening that affect all life and human life and those are what they are consciousness the universe isn't trying to do anything to you or to us on that level we do more things to ourselves to cause unnecessary suffering than just about any other thing that happens on this earth And so, even if you do have that relative peace within yourself, so long as the systems remain stable, what about your system? Because this is the bigger piece. This is the one that the Eckhart Tolls and the Buddha and Lao Tzu talk about. This is the freedom and independence and peace that you feel anywhere, anytime, because you understand yourself as a one unit of consciousness that's connected to everything, And not dependent on anything except the actual big system of consciousness, nature, that matters. The systems can crumble and you'll be okay. The man-made systems. And how do you get to that oneness? Again, a very radical realization that right now is right now. And at the end of the day, all you have is you and the nature around you to depend on. It doesn't mean it's going to be that way. But if you can realize that that is fundamentally true and you'd not only be okay with that, but you'd be naturally you and able to cope with that, then you can sink into letting thinking go from the systems, even while these systems are existing. Because that was one of my biggest challenges along the way. And a lot of people do fight this. They think that in order to be this free, they have to run away from society they have to go somewhere else. If the systems are so hard and and people are so egotistical within the system of, you know, wanting things from them and demanding things from them, then the easy way is to just get the hell out. And that's one way. Meditation. Moving somewhere quieter. I always took it upon myself. And I made this vow back in about 1999, year 2000, that I was going to go on this little journey Nothing that I called an overt spiritual journey. I always looked at it more as a total human understanding journey. But when I did it, I was loath to separate myself from society. Because I thought that would be a bit of a cop-out. Being, you know, chasing my peace where my peace wasn't being challenged on a societal level. On a systematic level from the systems that ego created. And back then, I didn't know that I'd be able to cope. I didn't know that I would succeed. But I knew that if I could be that at peace anywhere, that that's what this thing is all about, this awakening that people talk about. Awakening from the system and awakening within my system. Spirit, in body, with mind, with a potential ego. Because as I talked about in the last podcast, the ego arose naturally in our species, but it's only a potential. It doesn't have to be used or acknowledged to any great degree, if at all. And depending on the definition of ego, this will be a discussion for another podcast and another day. Because to me, it's an extremely simple proposition to ego. Very simple. Just um, a part of the self-conscious mind itself that keeps an eye on the self-conscious mind on your behalf and uses you also as a perspective and inserts you as a priority with regards to thinking. That's it. It's that simple. And I will analyze other definitions of ego at some point and other analysis and and, and speak to them and speak to whether or not they have actually been created from ego itself, um, which very often... it. Is the case. It's like once I hear certain people speak about enlightenment and awakening, I can tell usually which ones, you know, have actually transcended mind and which ones haven't based on the examples they use and just the way they talk. But back to the point of knowing the deeper peace of yourself within your system If the only way to have peace within the big system is to do what the system tells you and not think about it, then the peace within the system is to not think about it, about life, about yourself. To understand that no matter what you have been holding in your mind, your name, your occupations, your relationship titles, Those are still secondary to who and what you really are. They can help you function on a human level, but they aren't necessary. And then once you feel that deep, calm peace, you can use these words and you cannot begrudge them as labels and identities because they're transparent. You're using them without being attached to them because they're functional and your peace doesn't have to go away. When you're using the system, when you're using your mind, and you're being at peace within it, because you're doing what you're told, because you're doing what is successful, because you're doing things that you get validation for that lead to feelings, it's easy to get stuck there. And it's easy to go up and down. You have peace one day, you don't have it the next day. Then you have it for a while in life, then you it goes away for a while in life, depending on your life circumstances. If you're dependent on your job for your peace and happiness and you've had it for 40 years and you need it and you get fired, you could be devastated. If you know your deep peace, if you know who and what you are within yourself, there's no fluctuation. That's home base. That's awakening. And that's going to be the subject of the next episode, so tune in. If you have any comments or questions, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com. If you want to support the podcast, there will be a little note at the end. Um, Yeah, Steve can use a little bit of uh, money for food and rent every now and then. And over and above that, you know what I need money for? Nothing. So I'll be uh, giving it all back to the system. And by the system, I mean direct access, people who need things today. And so, well, if that happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Steve's always good to go anyway. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for listening. And uh, have a good time sinking into your one. Hello, fellow humans, and thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, Ever since I got this thing started, which was years in the making, I've been excited about uh, doing this and only this. It's what gives me the most pleasure in life is helping others help themselves, and it's actually what I know the best, despite all the other things I've studied for and uh, have had as careers, as experiences, as hobbies, as connections with life. This is it. So to that end, if you'd like to experience, if you'd like to support a very simple human doing this, it doesn't take much for me to survive, and... Anything over and above that that I ever make from this will always go back into helping others directly. And you can support me by finding me on Red Circle Podcasts, which may be where you're listening. Uh, there's a donating information there. I also have an account with something called Libra Pay, where you can find me as Steve Alat. Or you can send uh, a donation through PayPal, Steve at IlluminatingTheDisconnect.com. If any of those aren't sufficient or fail, send me an email. Again, steve at luminainthedisconnect.com. We can figure something out. And uh, thanks for listening. I really, really hope it helps. And if it does, do send me a message. Thanks for your support.